Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 18 of Soul Food titled Arrogance. In this episode, we're going to look at the sign of arrogance. We're going to talk about the three reasons for arrogance. And then finally, the importance of realizing your poverty, your need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're continuing to look at this beautiful book by the great Imam, Ash-Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salim. May Allah be well pleased with him, titled Miftah al-Sara'ir, The Key to the Inner Secrets. And he says, Know, O servant, O abd, that you are honored through your Lord, debased through your own self. That in your connection to Allah, your trusting in Allah, your servitude to Allah, you're honored. But if you rely on your own self and inflate your own nafs, then you are actually debased and humiliated. And then he says something very important. This is the sign of arrogance. If a servant sees himself as better than any Muslim, then he is truly arrogant. How can arrogance come from someone who is impoverished, insignificant and lowly, a person who cannot benefit nor ward off harm from himself? And in actuality, he harms his own self. So how could he benefit it? If we look at what we do to our own selves, whether it is physically or spiritually, what we do to our own health in a lot of cases, our own lifestyles, people who smoke, people who eat things that they're not supposed to eat, people who don't sleep well and get the proper rest or exercise. So you see that human beings tend to harm themselves in a lot of different kinds of ways. And if you look at spiritually, it's even more pronounced. People who turn away from Allah and disbelieve in Allah, and that might actually even be the majority of people who don't turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, bringing upon their own selves great harm in this life and in the hereafter. So if that is the state of the human being, how could anyone be arrogant? As Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salim is saying, and thinking that you're better than any other Muslim, or in reality better than anyone, is a sign of arrogance, especially another believer and someone who is given La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. We have to be very careful from that to see the good in other people and to realize if it is not for my Lord's mercy, I'm going to be destroyed. So how can I be arrogant? How can I think that I am something when I don't know ultimately my place with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? A king was once traveling on the road and there was an old man passing by from the opposite direction. So the king's entourage, they kept telling the old man, you know, make way, make way, get out of the way, the king is coming through. So the old man, he said, you know, there's plenty of room on the road for both of us, so I don't have to move. He can go his way and I can go my way and it's fine. So he didn't move. So finally, when the king passes him by, he says to the old man, don't you know who I am? And the old man says, yes, I know you very well. So the king was kind of surprised. He said, how do you know me very well? 
He said, you are the one who started from a lowly fluid and will end up as a rotting carcass. And the entire time in between, you carry impurities within you. That we all have very humble beginnings. And that the end of the human being when a person dies is that they become a, a carcass, a dead body. And immediately they start to change. And the entire time in between when we're alive in this world, we carry things inside of us as human beings that, that we have to relieve ourselves eventually of, but they're not pleasant things. So it's as if he's telling him, what do you have to be arrogant about? You are a human being and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you all of these signs that show your humble nature. So why be arrogant? So we have to reflect on our reality and realize that we are nothing in and of ourselves and that we only have honor to the degree that we have servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that we are connected to our Lord Jalla Jalalu. This brings us to the next point, the three reasons for arrogance. As Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salam, may Allah have mercy on him, then says, a servant is only arrogant for one of three reasons. So the first is that he feels independent from his Lord. He feels that he has no need of his Lord. And then as Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salam says, and we ask Allah for safety from that. Because that is a terrible veil. He says that the feeling independent from his Lord he has no need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it means that the person doesn't realize that he's in complete need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And many people think that they're taking care of themselves and that they're in control of their destiny, that they have no need for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Many arrogant people in the world, they disbelieve because of that. So that's the first reason. The second reason is that he is heedless and completely engrossed in heedlessness. He is totally unaware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And oftentimes this comes when people just chase after desires and they never think about the meaning of life and why they were created and who created me, who gave me this form, who made me uh, born into this family, who gave me birth into this particular family, who willed for all of these things, who brought me into the world in this specific time. They don't think about those things because they're just chasing after fulfilling lower desires. So they're arrogant because they're heedless. The third reason is that he forgets his non-existence and his annihilation in the face of Allah's exaltedness. So Allah brought us from nothingness. And in reality, we only exist by Allah's continuous support for us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, that the people of humility who do not seek to be arrogant, those are the ones who are successful in the hereafter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, تِلْكَ الدَّارُ الْآخِرَةُ نَجْعَلُهَا لِلَّذِينَ لَا يُرِيدُونَ عُلُوًا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا فَسَادًا وَالْعَاقِبَةُ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ That eternal home in the hereafter, we reserve only for those who seek neither ascendancy nor corruption on the earth. The ultimate outcome belongs only to the righteous. That these are the people who did not seek ascendancy. They did not seek superiority over others, nor corruption on the earth. They were humble. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them the abode of honor in the hereafter. And then as Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salam has some lines of poetry, he says, 
the people of arrogance on the day of gathering, on the day of Yom al-Hashr, one of the names of the hereafter, the day of resurrection, are in Saqar. And that's one of the names of, of hellfire, one of the levels of, of the fire. The people of arrogance on the day of gathering are in Saqar. And the people of humility are granted honor and safety. So this brings us to the final point, realizing your poverty, your need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a beautiful section. I'm just going to read primarily what as Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salam says. He then says, Know, O servant, that arrogance is not suitable in any state because your beginning was non-existence and your end would be non-existence except that your Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala grants you his continuous assistance, his imdad. He allows you to continue to exist. If you to yourself, to your nafs, you will know that you are absolute non-existence, that your origin is that. And if you go back to your Lord, you will know that you exist through His existence, that He is the one who allows you to exist and He created you, subhanahu wa ta'ala. For there is nothing in existence except the existent. And what does this mean? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the only one who his essence, he exists through himself, subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-haq. He is the real. He is the ultimate reality. And that he is wajib al-wujud. And that everything else in existence continues to exist. We do have an existence. It's not like this is all a dream. But that we exist by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowing us to exist and continuously supporting us in that existence and that we do not exist in and of ourselves. So our existence is contingent upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He then, as Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salam says, if you realize this, you would look down on your nafs and realize your absolute need of Allah in every moment. Is if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stopped supporting us, even for a moment, we would return to nothingness, to non-existence. We would completely be annihilated and go back into nothingness. And if you think about even your consciousness, that even that would cease to exist. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stopped supporting us for even a moment. So when we go back and see, what am I doing for myself? If we look at ourselves physically, we realize that we're not taking care of ourselves. I don't make my heart beat. I don't make my circulation flow. I don't make the oxygen spread throughout my body. I don't digest my food. I don't do any of those things. And when the food digests, and then all of the proteins and the carbohydrates and all the different vitamins and minerals, I don't select them and separate them and make them go to the places in my body where they need to go. I don't do those things. Who does that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's on the physical level. So then what about the reality, the level of existence itself? That is all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So as Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salam says, if you realize this, you would look down on yourself and realize your absolute need of Allah in every moment. You would then flee to Him in need, naturally, without forcing yourself to nor trying to cause yourself to do so. When you realize that from the core of your being 
And it's not something that you feel like you have to force yourself to understand, but you realize that that absolute need, you would flee to him naturally. And it would be easy, and you wouldn't even have to think about it. Then as Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salam says, you then come to know him in times of blessing and in times of difficulty. And whoever knows his Lord in times of difficulty only lives in a state of blessing, only lives as if they are in a state of bliss and joy and grace from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this brings us to the call to action. When you realize your absolute need of Allah, you don't have to force yourself to worship Him. You've already taken care of the obstacle that often gets in the way. So reflect for a few minutes on one blessing and how difficult your life would be without that one blessing. And you realize that, then thank Allah for granting that to you in the vast majority of your times or maybe the entire time in your life you've had that blessing. So thank Him and then turn to Him and express your need. When you realize that, then you will realize your neediness. So reflect for a few minutes on that blessing. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to always grant us His assistance and that we always turn to Him and that He gives us tawfiq in all of our states. وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm or search for Soul Food in your favorite podcast player. And while you're there, take a minute to leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.